I'm Risa Williams, and this is the Motivation Mindset Podcast, where I talk to successful people about how they manage their time. I'm the author of the Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, and I'm a therapist and productivity coach in Los Angeles. Today, I'm talking to Trevor Stockwell. He's a leadership coach and successful podcast host. Trevor has 20 plus years leadership experience and a background in systems management. He helps entrepreneurs and leaders in all spheres. You can find him at trevorstockwell.com. In this episode, we'll talk about Trevor's favorite time management tips, including the brain warm-up, a tool from my book, which I'm happy to share with you today. Thanks, Trevor, for being on the show. Thanks, Reese, for having me. It's brilliant. A, it's always good to chat to you. Um, but also to dive into sort of time management and all of that. It's just, yeah, it's something that we're both passionate about, I know, because we know how important it is in our own lives and then how how it affects our clients. So, yeah, anything I can do to help that suggests stuff that helps the listeners, I'm all for that. So I imagine you've spoken to so many people on your podcast about things like this. You've spoken to so many successful people that I imagine over time you have your own toolkit you know, of things that you've gathered from all your interesting conversations. Talk to me a little bit about that. I have, yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people that I'm always active. I'm always busy with different things. Um, Although I do try and avoid using the word busy. Uh, I think the more I hear myself say I'm busy, it kind of builds the wrong impression in my mind. So um, active, I prefer to use that phrase. but yeah, we chat to lots of different guests. And one of the things I found is, depending where I am in the season of my life, certain tools seem to work better. So mm. rather than get stuck too much with, I've always got to manage my time this way, happy to kind of mix things up a bit. And I think we kind of realize at times, something's just not working as it did. We're not mm-hmm. being as efficient mm-hmm. as we were. Um, something needs to change and maybe we don't know what that is so it's always good to explore different different approaches at different times uh, we do grow develop and change within business within you know spheres outside of business as well we are human beings um, uh-huh. and we're constantly evolving and i like i like what you say about that because often what i hear from people is they'll try something like the pomodoro technique or they'll try a timer or this or that And they get so excited and it'll work for a limited period of time. And then our brain just suddenly doesn't find it interesting anymore to do. Has that happened to you before with certain techniques that you've tried? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you've probably heard of the get things done approach. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been using that a bit, but kind of part of the methodology or the approach is tailor it, tweak it to how it works for you. Um, and I kind of, when I first heard about it, I thought, right, this is really good. A little bit involved compared to what I used to do, but I thought I'm going to give it a go. So I do that, but now I've kind of drifted is the wrong word because that, that sounds a bit dodgy. Uh, but I've kind of moved away from following it to the letter as, as I learned it as such and just keep the whole, the spirit of it, I suppose, the ethos behind it in mm. place that you are staying on top of what's important. You are making sure that you're scheduling certain tasks for certain um, days, times you know you've got to do it where you can be as much as you can um, kind of manage it, not distracted by other things or interrupted. Um, Mm -hmm. So that one in particular, it's still I'm still using it to some extent, but not 
not as a sort of stringent practitioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you use time blocking when you talk about scheduling things at a certain blocks of time, right? Consistently. Is that something that's been a good tool for you in your own life? It has. Yes. I, I did trip myself up a few times by blocking out the whole day in the calendar without any wiggle room. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of your next calendar reminder comes. And it's like, oh, I'm not quite finished what I'm doing. So you feel like if you're not careful, you're catching up with the next task when in reality it's like a bit like the time buffers that you mentioned it's like if you set in a certain margin a moments of rest walking in the garden taking a break from whatever you're focused on is a good habit to adopt throughout the day anyway Mm -hmm. so it's as much scheduling those activities in amongst the certain activities that we would say are income producing if we're in business or highly productive depending what we're working on uh, and I yeah. think what you're saying is where where people sometimes get a little wonky with the time blocking is they tend to put the blocks back to back, no spaces, right? And you're just cramming stuff in every hour. And that can feel a little bit like a hamster wheel, like you're on an endless hamster wheel of tasks. Yeah. And it's exhausting to our brains as well. Yeah. Yeah, we're not created to function at high pace constantly and then switch off at night and expect to have a nice relaxing sleep to right. get up again. Uh, yeah, it's kind of little and often, I think, seems to work better. Yeah, so walk me through. I know you um, have mentioned to me that you used certain tools from the Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, which I was so happy to hear. And yeah. I know the one that we've talked about, you mentioned um, the gear shifter, but you also mentioned the the brain warm up. So which of those, I was so excited to hear someone use that tool. Talk to me about how it, how it works and what it is for you. So for me, it was very timely. Um, I'm kind of almost as a, an side project. Um, I'm starting to write a book. I have started to write a book. Um, I'm well into it, but I took the approach that I'm not going to put lots of hard and fast deadlines on at the moment it's just if i block out 30 minutes every day monday to friday set time that's when i write and that sets the discipline of okay this is what i get used to that's you know during that time that's what i do and it's worked well generally i can get consistent about certain things get good momentum um and then i started reading your toolkit and particularly the brain warm-up one it's really useful from my perspective because I'm sure you're familiar with Sudoku, mm-hmm. you know, the little puzzle. Um, I've started to adopt the approach where for the first five minutes, before I start my 30 minutes of writing, I will do a five-minute session of Sudoku. Nice. I, always, I stick on the easy level um, and I try and do it within the five minutes. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But to me, it's a fun activity just before focused attention on writing. I enjoy writing, but I have to apply myself to that more often sometimes. Um, Literally just this last week as well, aside from the the book writing, I just had to pull together some some content for some stuff. And for some reason, it just wasn't falling into place. It wasn't flowing. And then I thought, right, I'm going to do a quick five minutes to do that, which I did. Yeah. And after that, I was fine. I was sharp, ready to go. And I managed to, to pull together what I needed to. Um, Isn't it, it amazing how we can do these simple brain hacks 
It's just, yeah. we battle ourselves so much throughout the day. So our, our attention sometimes gets half focused and we can't motivate ourselves to do something. And in some way you've created that association that if I do these brain puzzles, I can focus my attention really quickly. And then I can take that focus attention and just go right into the thing I've been avoiding doing. I think yeah. it works so well for, I work with many writers and artists and when they get stuck, you need some kind of way to re-engage your attention quickly. The problem is a lot of us pick brain warmups that don't focus our attention, right? So an example of that would be like doom scrolling or Twitter headlines or yeah. something like that where you're you're losing brain energy rather than sharpening your brain energy. So do you have an example of that? Yeah, literally, I I was getting quite confident with the Osudoku. So I thought, right, I'm going to hit medium level and try and do that for the first five minutes. <laughs> and then I, 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 it's more challenging for me. Um, and then I stopped and I thought, actually, I'm focusing too much energy on trying to do the more difficult level. Um, for people out there that are sort of connoisseurs of Sudoku, I'm nowhere near that level. Uh, for me, it's just fun. Uh, and it's, I use it um, in a way that helps. But yeah, I suddenly thought, actually, don't try and master Sudoku because you're drawing your attention away from what you really want to do with your focus energy. Uh, yeah, right. so it's just it's balance, isn't it? Keeping everything in balance, finding out how it works um, for you as well as what works. Yeah, and then kind of stopping yourself before you go down a rabbit hole of challenging yourself too much that now you're distracted trying to beat a game instead of yeah. writing your book. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, talk to me about other tools from your own toolkit that you use when you get stuck on something. So you did mention the Pomodoro technique, and I know a lot of people use that to kind of re-engage their motivation. How does it work for you? I like it most of the time. Again, I don't kind of get to the point where I feel I have to set the segments. I set it generally about 25, 30 minutes um, for focused energy before I get up and go walk in the garden or make a coffee or something like that. Um, Bite-sized sort of chunks seem to work well for me. You can, I've read, extend it up to sort of 90 minute bursts. I think 90 minute is probably the optimum before you have to take a break. Again, it partly depends on how we're wired, how we approach things and how we can focus when we're doing stuff. So I think for everybody listening, like we're all on a journey of discovery of, of how we can maximize tools, techniques for us, isn't it? Like if we get too far into the, well, this is how Trevor says he does it. I need to try and adopt that. It's not quite working as well as it should. So just mix it up and change it adapt it to what works for you really uh, mm -hmm. if it's not sudoku for a brain warm-up you'll find something that you know makes you smile gets you sharp and then you can focus on what you want to do exactly it's about that mental flexibility and trying new things and not being scared to let go of old things that aren't working anymore because often we get stuck where we beat ourselves up and we say you know 10 years ago i used the pomodoro method and i wrote a whole book that way. Why can't I do it again? Yeah. You know, and it's about kind of adapting to where you're, where you are now and how stressful things are for you right now in this moment, which is constantly changing for us as our energy levels change, our situations change, our responsibilities change. 
So that must be something you work with clients on too, is sort of becoming more flexible, having enough tools you can cycle through when, when one doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Another aspect or kind of practice that I found really useful and I struggle, struggled implementing this to start with, and it's still more of a challenge for me. Um, it's regular reflection. So mm-hmm. it's just taking a few moments out. Again, you can make it work however it sort of fits for you. A few minutes at the end of the day, I would like to reflect on the day. I've set a time where once a week I'll reflect on accomplishments that I've had in that week. So I log accomplishments more so to make sure that I stay focused on priorities. Um, I, I'm wired in such a way that because I like activity, I can get so focused on doing and not necessarily prioritize the things that are accomplishing the things that I really want to progress. Mm-hmm. So I found the reflection side of it helps to keep myself accountable. And again, the clients use it as well, just to kind of note down, okay, so I've actually done this and this is what I wanted to progress. How far have I done this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's balanced. You don't beat yourself up if you don't completely prioritize stuff, but there's the reflection side of it is the, well, if I haven't, what about the week stopped me doing that? Or what about me and how I've sort of approached my my activity stopped me doing that? Was I particularly feeling bad about approaching a certain thing? Were I just procrastinating and making excuses? Was I getting sucked off, as you say, into the sinkholes of Twitter or whatever else um, because it's quick and easy? And it's kind of a short dopamine boost, isn't it, of stimuli, but it's actually sucking our energy and our focus again away from certain things so for reflection mm-hmm. it is huge um people do it in different ways but i ask myself certain questions about have i kept the main things the main things um what have i done you know i like a few metrics you can get you know too bogged down with lots of data but i think a few metrics you know how many podcasts have i um kind of completed how many coaching sessions what are the certain things tasks i've progressed to help run the business that sort of stuff talk to me a little bit about helicopter view you mentioned you like to get perspective sometimes and i think all this um journaling and kind of perspective taking is part of that right like pulling back and seeing the long view what does that look like for you it's one of the ways that i help to manage kind of my emotions that the whole sort of the level of stress that i'm at um i kind of link it with you know you did the stress ruler in the anxiety toolkit as well mm-hmm. i kind of link it with that as the picture okay if i'm in a particular activity and i know that i'm operating faster or not as relaxed as i normally am it's gauging okay where am i on that scale am i anywhere near the red zone um what can I do to pull back my feelings, my maybe pace, um, depending on what I'm doing as well, or just my perspective about what I need to do by when? Um, and to me, it's like jumping in a helicopter and just lifting off above the current hustle and bustle of the activity, the day, the demands that other people maybe um, are putting on us for certain things. And just, okay, bigger picture view. How does this fit into the things that I want to achieve, the goals I've set, you know, the business, the organization needs long-term or just, you know, my team's need. Because you can get so focused on your own stuff that you can miss what's going on around you 
that really that's the stuff you need to deal with because that's got more of a knock-on effect if you don't deal with it. Um, I learned that the hard way when I was leading a team once because, as I say, I'd like to jump in and, and do stuff. Uh, we we're in a really busy time. I was helping some of the team members just doing the stuff we needed to. But I spent a little bit too long there and I missed a couple of the other things from another part of the area um, I was looking after that wasn't quite, it was becoming neglected because a lot of the focus and a lot of the people have been pulled away onto trying to get this uh, busy period sort of under control. And so it was like the helicopter was on its own. I was nowhere to be seen um, just in this one area. And it, it just doesn't help the bigger picture side of things. Uh, so it's it so easy to do. It's so easy to get bogged down in details and new things popping up and it's hard to prioritize. And it's something everyone struggles with these days with such high demands on us for our attention, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for talking to me today. You always give me a new perspective on things. And what I like is that you're just so positive. You bring such positive energy to those you work with and those you talk to. Brilliant. Thanks for, your, yeah. Thanks for your time. Thank you. A few takeaways from my talk with Trevor. Keep some mental flexibility with productivity tools. When one stops working, try a new one until one works again. Try using brain warm-ups to sharpen your focus. In Trevor's case, he likes to use Sudoku, but you can find one that works best for you. Take what Trevor calls a helicopter view of things on a weekly basis to get perspective on how you're spending your time and where you need to direct your mental energy to. To learn more about the brain warm-up tool, please read my book, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit. I'm Risa Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening.